Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could take me on a vacation three hours away from our house, leave me there, have me walk home, and I wouldn't be mad about it. My guest today uh, is one of the... (laughs) The face you just made (laughs) My guest today is one of the funniest fucking people I know. They are a writer on Saturday Night Live. They have a Comedy Central half hour. Uh, you were part of the, the comedy lineup on Netflix. And then Sam J's special just came out on Netflix. It's called Three in the Morning. Ooh, ooh, it's Sam J. <laughs> hey, what's up, Nicole? <laughs> Not much. I'm, How are you? I guess I'm good, but like... I really miss the world the way it used to be, even though I know that it's not going to go back to normal. I feel like you're living, though. I was seeing you on Instagram. You you strip a pole in. You skating. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're doing stuff. I feel like you're active. I feel like you're not just, like, you know, chilling. Well, I can't just sit inside all day and do nothing. That's good. That would make me fucking crazy. How have you been? I've been all right. Ups and downs, days I feel super fine, days I feel so sad, days I'm just like, who cares, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that was really different than my regular day-to-day. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of I just have more things to distract me from stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, 
You just don't have that. But I've been okay. I'm ready to get out of here. I just booked a trip to the DR. Because I was like, I need to go somewhere before. We can go to the Dominican Republic? We can go to the DR. You have to come with your negative results. And if you don't have negative, if you don't have that, they test you right there. Oh, shit. Why don't we do that here? But yeah, you could go to the DR. That's wild. What a treat. Maybe I'll yeah, go to the DR. Yeah, no. I found this nice little like resort spot but like for adults only with the cute little rooms mm. i'm just gonna check out for like five days i need it bad that's that sounds so nice yeah i haven't done anything and i've been watching people <laughs> it's like it's gotta be this this like it's just crazy weird because i'm seeing mad people just had a summer right mm-hmm. some people just say man fuck it I'm having a summer, dude. Mm-hmm. And they had a whole summer and I'm watching them like live and and I stayed in and I was like, no, the summer is mm-hmm. oh, the summer cannot happen this year. <laughs> and <laughs> watching people have a summer, I'm a little bit like, you're a bitch ass nigga. You should have went out <laughs> had you a summer. No, Sam, it's good that you didn't have a summer. I well, I mean, I think it's you're going to a country where they're like, you have to be negative, they'll test you there. I think I think that's safe. I think that's fine. I think yeah, that's good. I'll be good. I didn't want to go anywhere too long of a flight. It's a, the sh- mm-hmm. it's like a three and a half hour, three forty five. You know what I'm saying? On an airline that still social distances, JetBlue. So every other seat you can't book. You know, stay masked up, land, do my one two, come home, get tested again. <laughs> you know, live in this yeah. chaos. I think that's the smartest way to fucking do it. And if everyone could just get on board with it, we could just fucking move on. You know, it's not that big of a deal to wear a mask. Like I've worn. So Sashir and I, we went to San Oopsie Loopsie. I don't know. It's like three hours north of L.A. And we wore a mask the whole trip up because we were in a car and we live in different houses and we felt safer that way. It wasn't that bad. It's not the end of the world. It didn't fucking matter. It really isn't the end of the world. It really isn't, but... I just... These, like, anti-mask people, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, so you don't want to wear a mask. You don't want other people to wear a mask so we can all just spit at each other in a pandemic? What is... What is... What is the what is the logic? Even if like you're worried about your fucking freedoms or whatever, you want people spitting on you during a pandemic? I think people don't realize like that anyone who is anti-mask is a person who feels so out of control of their lives mm-hmm. on a daily that this is just something they can control. It's just like the highest level of like toxic behavior. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it has nothing to do with a mask or even if they think it will help. Or it won't. It's purely just, I won't be told what to do mm-hmm. because you can't control me. But a person that would f- have that fight in a pandemic is completely spiraling as a human being. Mm-hmm. You're just like fully <laughs> they have, They're not holding, yeah, they're not holding on to much. A person who would have that <laughs> argument in a pandemic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like so fucking nuts. Come on. Where did you tape your special? I taped it in Atlanta at this spot called The Masquerade. That was kind of like a little like indie rock club. You know, it's a nice venue. Indie rock club, little little, you know, one of those rooms. And when did you record it? February twenty second of twenty twenty. Of twenty, goddamn! Holy 20. shit! 
Yeah. That is so wild that you like got it in. Like you shot it before the shit hit the fan. It's crazy. It's like a blessing. No bullshit. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I would have spun out. I would have spun out. Cause I had, I had toured Europe all summer getting ready for that hour. Mm-hmm. I would have spun out if it was like, yeah, so you're not going to take, because all that material's dead. You're yeah. not going to carry that for a whole, come on. That's how I feel right now, because I had like a solid hour that I was pretty happy with. And then I was like, so wait, when we get back to stand-up, am I going to want to be doing this 10-minute Disney joke? Nah, like, what the fuck matters yeah, anymore? it's like, all oh, that shit would have been burnt down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad, I'm glad, but like, sad the world went the way it did, but mm-hmm. glad I got the shit out. You live, do you live in a high rise, Sam? Hey, man, don't ask a lot of questions about my <laughs> environment. You truly look like you are in the sky. Hey, man. <laughs> uh, I like it. You're like in the sun. Ooh, it's nice. Uh, so, Sam, can I ask you about relationships? You can talk to me about love and life. I'm down. This is what, this okay, is what I came so- here to do. You're in love I'm in with love. a beautiful woman. My God. <laughs> You're like, uh, the party for your special, she wore this incredible dress. And I sent it to you and I was just like, dang! Yeah. She is stunning. Well, How you. did you guys meet? I met my girl at this club in Atlanta called The Compound that I used to do gay nights on, I want to say Mondays. Mm-hmm. Right. I would ask her if she was in the room, but she got a toothache. But I want to say it was a gay night. It was an off night. It was a week night. It wasn't a Saturday or nothing. But mm-hmm. it was the night all the, the the like black lezzies would go, and it was popping. It was super popping. And I went with my homie Goose and my homie Buddy, and my girl was there with a group of her friends, and it was like four mutual friends groups meeting up. Yes, we did mm-hmm. meet at Compound. I met you at Compound <laughs> when that girl got in a fight with Buddy. <laughs> we first met at Compound. Then the fight moved to outside your house. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, yeah, we was at this club. And it was like four or four different friend groups that all had came to hang out. So she was with one. But we, we all had a different mutual friend in each group. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of all around each other for the whole night. Like, there was a couple of, like like VIP sections, but we was all kind of like around each other. And I was real lame and I was real broke. <laughs> Both things. I was real lame and real broke. Like just turning out, like just fresh out. You know what I'm saying? Just really mm-hmm. getting into my diking. Just really like hitting the scene. And like, mm-hmm. so I'm still like, I'm fresh out in this shit. You feel me? But I got some cool How long friends. ago was this? Ooh, I was about 25. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had some cool friends and shit. So whatever. And then my friend, I'm not going to say name, but my friend gets in a fight with one of her friend's friends that they was Mm -hmm. dating. And the friend, she was a femme, she starts smacking up my friend who was a stud, just smacking her up Mm -hmm. in the VIP. It's crazy. So we like, oh, shit. Like classic Atlanta lesbian drama. Oh, shit. Uh It's crazy. So then we all like peel out. We all like, we got to go because the security come, all that shit. So now they fighting outside the club. Me and my homie, we, you know what I'm saying? We get in our whip. It was me, Buddy, and Goose. So one of us was in a situation. Mm-hmm. So then when, 
you're gonna figure it out. I just gotta say who was because I'm gonna keep telling the story. You're gonna figure it out. <laughs> buddy. So, Buddy was getting beat up. So then. <laughs> I ain't gonna say her name. Then I have not to. even two minutes later. Buddy. <laughs> buddy, I have to. So then when Buddy was in the whip, Buddy was trying to drive the girl home, though. Buddy was being like chivalrous and shit. You feel me? Because it was mm-hmm. still like Buddy's girl. And, she, and Buddy was like, I'm not gonna hit no woman. Which at the time fucked me up because I was like, you a woman. But, <laughs> but, but, respect to Buddy. Buddy has mm-hmm. transitioned. Buddy's a real nigga. So, I get now where Buddy was coming from, but at that time, mm-hmm. I didn't get where that energy was coming from. So then, boom, they in the beef, bang, bang. So they, Buddy's driving the chick. Chick swinging on Buddy while Buddy driving. <laughs> so me and Goose are like, yo, we got to follow Buddy to Buddy get mm-hmm. the shorty to the crib, which was mm-hmm. my girl's crib because the girl was my girl's friend. Mm-hmm. So when we get in front of my girl's crib and she didn't live far from the club, Buddy and the girl fighting in the whip. Girls kicking Buddy with her heel, all this shit. They're like, this is crazy. <laughs> so Buddy's like, I'm going to just take her back to my place. Like lesbian love, drama, whatever. So Buddy drive the girl off. So we like, all right. So it's me and Goose. So we like, we out. And my girl went in her crib. She had a girl. She had a girlfriend at the time. She go in her crib. Then me and Goose pull off. We hot and drunk. Goose hits the curb, blows her tire out. We don't get <laughs> inches from my girl's crib. Bow. Uh-huh. It's hot. It's Georgia hot. Sweating through the shirt. I'm trying to change the tire. I'm the most like masculine girl of my friends. Mm-hmm. We all dress the same, but I'm the most like nigga. So I'm and Goose like, nigga, you know how to change the tire. And I'm like, kinda. <laughs> Not perfect, but enough. You know what I'm saying? But we couldn't get it done. So I, I had a girlfriend at the time. I called my girl. Like, yo, can you come pick us up? We fucked up out here. Fine. We sitting out there, and my girl came out because she just seen us sitting on the curb. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what's going on? And I was like, yo, the car, whatever. And she was like, well, y'all don't got to sit out here. You come up, get some water. It's hot. You can come up, wait for your girl. So I came up, and she, her girl was passed out on the bed. But, like, I knew when I seen her the club, I thought she was attractive. But then when I came up, and I was, like, talking to her, catching her vibe, I was like, I got to get with this chick. I'm going to figure this out. So then we all kind of exchanged. Well, actually, she gave Goose her number. Because I probably looked like I wanted her. I probably looked too thirsty. So she gave Goose her number and was like, oh, but let's all hang out. So then after that, I was pressing Goose like, yo, hit that chick up so we can hang out. (laughs) (laughs) So we could all go do something. And um, we hung out. I was still in a relationship. But... She was two, I think. We went out. Mm-hmm. And then we linked up again, and she was out of a relationship. I had never told her I was in one. And we mm-hmm. went to a pizza spot, and I was broke, and I couldn't afford it. Like, I had money to pay for my pizza, but she had left, mm-hmm. like, her card at her crib because she didn't live far. And I couldn't afford to pay for her pizza. And it was mad embarrassing. She had to send someone to her crib to get, or send call someone. She had a bunch of gay homeboys at the time that was living with her Mm -hmm. and one of them like brought her money to the spot and then the other gay homeboy that was with us like disgraced me and was just like you can't fuck with this broke bitch it was crazy (laughs) (laughs) it was crazy (laughs) but for some reason she hit me up again and I came over and we hung out I was still in a relationship and we fucked and then the next day I dumped my girlfriend Mm -hmm. and then we fucked each other off and on for like 10 years I truly love that story of how <laughs> you guys met oh my god the girl kicking buddy and hitting buddy as buddy buddy was driving right yep buddy was driving and y'all were in the back seat no we were in another car oh okay me okay, and goose okay. were in the car we came in because me goose and buddy had came mm-hmm. together 
Okay. And we was meeting up. So we was in a car just like, we got to follow Buddy to make sure mm-hmm. Buddy's safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, I love that story. That's, I want a fun story on how I end up with somebody. I saw my but mom. like, how the fuck is anything fun anymore? <laughs> I don't know. That's the whack shit too. It's just, I also feel like it's just hard to date when you older, bro. The older you get, the harder it gets. It's just one of those things. And people like to lie and be like acting so hopeful. And like that's not true, but it is true because you live. <laughs> it's just no way around it. And I feel like you're being unrealistic if you don't understand that. Because you're coming yeah. with your shit, they're coming with their shit, and you have mm-hmm. more shit to bring because you've lived longer. That's just mm-hmm. a duh. You know what I'm saying? There's no if ands or buts about it. You bring in more shit, they bring in more shit, they bring in more hurt. They're more suspect. They're not as open. Mm-hmm. That's why dudes really. I really been thinking about this shit, and I know probably all your viewers are gonna throw me under the bus, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, with the special out, I get a lot of love and I get a lot of hate. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. But I really feel like that's what, like, people, and specifically, I'm going to say, like, women, like, feminine women don't understand when they go, like, why does this rich guy go with this younger woman? Mm-hmm. And it's like, because he still wants to feel good, baby girl. Mm. <laughs> She's young. She's open. The things that he has impress her. The stuff that mm-hmm. he's doing is new. She's not bringing all the baggage. And he can still feel good without doing all the extra shit. And if mm-hmm. that's available, some motherfuckers is like, why not? That's so <laughs> depressing. Of, it's not just like, because she's young. I think so people mm-hmm. try to just sum it up with that. But it's like, with youth comes... A refreshing perspective with youth mm-hmm. comes youthful energy with youth comes not a lot of baggage of burden and especially if you just got rich right mm-hmm. you grew up poor like um, oh fuck it. like niggas do you know like a lot of rappers mm-hmm. and you know comedians everybody who gets criticized for this behavior but if you came up poor when you get rich you're kind of re-injuvenated like that you're rejuvenated mm-hmm. on some youthful shit your, your perspective is different yo you're not carrying all that shit and a lot of motherfuckers are, and it's, it bring down your vibe. It's a vibe killer. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I never thought of it that way. I was just, I always thought of it the physical way where they were like, oh, you know, younger, nicer, tighter bodies, uh, bigger titties. But yeah, it's they're, like. They're chilling. They're not yeah. as fresh, bro. They, they like, and they just experiencing and enjoying it. And you're in a new mm-hmm. situation where that's what you want. I never been here before. I'm just getting my mind blown. And if you were the bitch that you've been with since you worked at a Starbucks and all she doing is being like, remember when you was at the Starbucks, nigga? Remember when you was da 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 And you're like, yo, man, I'm, I'm trying to live some other shit right now, baby girl. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Or reminding you, we got to get home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dad got this. You're like, bro, I'm just living. I'm just taking the breath for real. And then that's when a youthful person becomes attractive because mm-hmm. they on the same wave and they down the ride. And that's why you see a lot of older musicians older, with young women till they dead, mm-hmm. till they dead. Because mm-hmm. they kind of got to emotionally track together in a weird way. I wonder why young people like... I feel like you see it more with women. Like, why young women date older dudes? Stability. But I guess it's like, you can buy me stuff and... Stability. I can have a better life. Stability. 
Yeah. And that's why I think sometimes when we we have all these gender discussions, we can't negate what's animalistic. I love sometimes that like we forget we're animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we get very heady, and we forget at the end, at the end of the day we're just a different form of mammal <laughs> moving about this fucking earth, grazing, water holding, all the things, but in our own way. And so with that, there's gonna just be some things that people seek in energies i find and energy i think that's where you need to be open gender is not physicality as much as we've assigned it to that it is so much energy it is so much just the things you adapt to and i think just like a lot of animals that can switch sexes just naturally i think we are that hybrid and we just don't realize it i agree because People love a label. I personally, I don't like labels. And I do talk very heteronormatively, but I'm also like very open to whomever. Yeah. I, like whatever person who comes in my life. I talk heteronormatively too, but I'm very open to like whatever you on, baby. As long as you ain't hurting nobody, I'm yeah. I'm on it with you. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and you might introduce me to some shit. I'm not this, I don't, I'm not closed off to anything. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, that might be something. You know what I'm saying? So, like, in that regard, hell yeah. But I think with that said, it's energy. Just like me and my girl, I have the more masculine energy. So just like mm-hmm. those jokes, she does assume that I'm going to protect her. And that, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that's every relationship. I'm saying that's the energy that exists in ours. You might get two just super feminine energies that don't feel like anyone's obligated to do anything. And they're mm-hmm. like, nah, we just both going to go at this nigga with a spatula <laughs> <laughs> and try to get what we could get. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying it's dictated by anything. I'm just saying it exists. It's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's people that are just living in the in the gray of it all. And that's real too. Yeah, I think it's important to like understand and realize that like nothing is nothing is what it seems. Everything is kind of fluid. And I think that's like the beautiful thing about people that you know any you could be anything you, right. or you love anybody and it could be different yesterday and it could be different tomorrow it's different today it's whatever you feel comfortable and whatever you yeah. want to do i watched this video that showed how big the planets were in our galaxy and then it like zoomed out to other galaxies and i was like holy shit how insane that like we think that we're it Dog, that that's we're the, the craziest only- thing like like intelligent life form i've thought that since i was a kid i've thought that since i was a child like that that was a crazy thought yeah i i guess i just never thought of it with all the universe the audacity to Mm -hmm. think that you're the only thing that's intelligent Mm -hmm. is so crazy but it's the same mentality that lets people think that they could tell you what God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. It's like if you believe this thing is all being, all knowing, all seeing, created life, earth, the middle, the beginning, and the end, knows all, how do you presume to understand what it wants mm-hmm. or what it doesn't want? That's crazy. <laughs> like, you don't know. And we can find rules to live and govern amongst each other, but to then assign those rules and say, no, that's what he wants and that he has a gender. It's so it's nuts. So, so wild. I don't understand religion in the slightest. I grew up going to church and whatnot. And then I got older and I was like, wait a minute. So we pay for the pastor's house. We pay his car note. 
we pay for his family to live. We pay for his daughter who had two kids. So now we're paying for all them too. And I was like, but for what? And then the answer I always got was like, well, he ministers. So we have to support him while he ministers. And I was like, but, but anyone could minister to you too. And ministry could come from any parts of your life. Yes. And the, yes. the issue is not ministry. The issue is the way that we ordain people mm-hmm. <laughs> to give ministry that I think is really weird and that we should be opening ourselves up to ministry from people and we should be mm-hmm. learning. And it's like, if you really even truly respect the Bible and you got me going to work cause I'm hot, but if you really, <laughs> if you really and truly respect the Bible, then the biggest story you should take from the Bible is that man learns their lessons from man. And mm-hmm. that in the interactions of the world, you see God and you see the devil but that we learn that through each other, we see it in each other, mm-hmm. we live it in each other, and we live it through each other. And that our only sanctuary and retribution is in humanity. And mm-hmm. like, that's the big story. <laughs> that's the big takeaway. All the big lessons that you needed to learn in the Bible were just from people that you were you ignored for whatever reason or looked over. They're trying to tell you this it's the God in you. It's how you behave. It's how you give and take that is going to affect this whole thing. It's not some thing that's controlling anything. And if anything, a spiritual relationship should just be a relationship of checking yourself, of checking your intentions, of checking how you moving, of checking are you being connected to this whole experience or are you being selfish? That's what a spiritual relationship is for. It's not to ordain another person to tell you how to live because they don't know. And how could they? This is so deep, Sam. (laughs) For real, though. No, you're absolutely right. It's so funny that we, you know, in religion, like elected officials, we hold them on these pedestals. And I'm like, they're just people. They make the same mistakes you make. They're no better than you. They just maybe are better at public speaking. That's what I love with what he did. The one thing that people won't give Trump for. And it's, you know, what? I might talk about this shit on stage tonight because I just I did a little bit of a joke about it. But this is real thought. I love that he showed people that the presidency is just a job mm-hmm. and that this and that this whole thing is just a corporation. Yep. And at the end of the day, if you hire a nigga who's bad at the job. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be bad at the job. But he's just a nigga bad at his job. It's like, uh-huh. it's just a job. It's not this higher calling. It's not nope. this. It's none of that. It's a job. And the people, whether you like them or not, who take the job seriously, who study the job, who care about the job, who get work experience in the job, they do the job well. And the motherfucker who walks off the street and goes, I, look, I think I can do that. And you hire that nigga, he do the job bad. Because it's just a job. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's just a fucking job. Yep, that's all it is. And you can do it well, you can do it poorly. And and, yeah, and you I shouldn't hire niggas is- who've never done a job. If you look at it as a job and not a higher calling, you shouldn't hire niggas who've never done the job. If you look at America as a corporation... The man filed for bankruptcy, what, three times? Bro, he's That's bad. That's not good. He's That's bad. You wouldn't hire him at any other job. No, you would say, sir, you gotta go. This Also, you talk crazy. <laughs> he is, 
truly one of the ugliest people and the dumbest people. It's so funny to like watch him talk because you're like, I have like comic friends who are just as dumb as you that I wouldn't trust to be the president. That's fucking insane. It's like America is a fairy tale and we need to read. What was the German niggas that had the horrible fairy tales? That oh, were like Grim Grimm's Grimm's fairy tales. Grimm's fairy tales. Like it's like we've been living in a fairy tale, and we need to read the Grimm's version. Like mm-hmm. no reality. This higher calling shit. This above all shit. All of this shit are lies. It's bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. It's money. It's capitalist from top to bottom, and it's fucking business. Period. And just like say that. Be honest about what this is, so everybody could play. On the same fucking board. You know what I'm saying? You know how you're talking about how uh, younger people, they have a a certain like way of like reinvigorating your life or whatever. Do you think that there is an age? So you have to be what? How old to run for president over the age of 35 or whatever? Or is it like 40? I think it's like 45, is it? It's like older. It's old. But I'm, I'm like, why don't we allow younger people to run? Is it because you want them to be old and like get jaded and get a little dirty? And they won't play the game right if they if they too they too hopeful. That's so fucking wild that we like set up the person for this presidency to be like to old, carry jaded old guard to, yes. to hold the old regime in the same order because they've been fucked by the the shit enough. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's weird. It's very interesting though. It is interesting. Our whole country is really interesting. The world is interesting. I'm just like, how come in this world we can't just go, okay, everybody, like, here's a couple of rules. Just, like, don't murder. Uh, don't hurt people. Uh, don't try to fuck people over. And just, like, live a life. But like, the lawyer in me, well, like, I, like, you know, and I say that because I used to just be heavy into, like, uh, like I took like pre-law shit in high school and swore Did I was going to really? go to, yeah. And I, I used to do that. like mock trial and shit like on a large scale, like mm-hmm. a nut job. And <laughs> when people say shit like that, like just don't murder. It's like, this is what makes America great to me. I think there's places that they tried that, right? And like there's just this totalitarian rule of this is the rules. And then America's like, but like... And a lot of places that started to think were just kind of like, but what if I murder because someone's trying to murder me? Mm-hmm. I'm still a murderer. So should I have died? I think the problem is that we're we're not still asking that question because I think about that in a mm-hmm. real way, especially when I'm high. I'm like, when some bring, someone brings you murderous energy, is it the right thing? Like, that's the animalistic thing, right? Is mm-hmm. to kill them. But if we're higher thinking higher thinking beings is that like yo is this just your time or is this another energy you're supposed to bring to it and then it may not be your time like you hear so many stories about a motherfucker try to murder somebody and then they just like tapped in mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and like really hit that motherfucker in their humanity <laughs> because they were being like tapped in mm-hmm. and not be trying to escape what was happening what was like i'm here now and this is what's happening and shifted that whole energy and like is that our power? Is it true matrix shit? When we're we're consistently trying to bend the spoon instead of bending our minds around the fucking spoon? And then like everything we do is that? Maybe. 
<laughs> was that too ever... much? Or was... No, it's not too much. But also, I just watched The Matrix, and I truly, after I turned it off, went into my kitchen and tried to bend a spoon. And I was like, <laughs> Nicole, it's a movie. <laughs> but it's real. It's real. But you feel what I'm saying? Where it's mm-hmm. like, are we just giving in instead of being above t- all together? And if we did that all together, would we see another elevation or something? Yeah. This is so deep. I fucking love it. No, no, it's gonna everyone's gonna be like, we don't want to see him back on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually super fun. It's, it's full of jokes. And this bitch it's is just pontificating hard to make in the jokes world. right now. And she's just it is like so hard to make jokes. You know, Did you watch Cat Williams's Supreme ad? I watched half of it. I watched half of it. It's good. It's not like uproariously funny but like he makes good points and like it is comedic it's great to know cat still cat and i love that i'm just I like love Kat. i think he's such a brilliant mind i think he's one of the uh in the recent years such a a political comic that didn't get credit for being political you're absolutely right and i think that's like real whack because he was yeah. he was being so political in a, just his way and just his way and it was smart shit yes. and a lot of times cat gets credit for being just oh he got off cat mm-hmm. is smart and his shit be smart and i don't know a better bit in the last 10 15 years than that iraq insurgents what's an iraqi uniform run political smart yeah. on time call back crazy fuck out of here he also talks about mental health in a way that is healthy in a way that like, I feel like society has turned their back on Kat mm-hmm. by being like, mm-hmm. oh, he crazy. He beat up an eight year old. He stole ATV or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, but what's the root of it? Like, I think he's dealing with mental illness and has, you know, highs and lows or whatever. And in one of his specials, he opened up about being in an institution and then like the pills they give you that like knock you out. And he uses a little stool and he slid. It was so funny, but also so visceral and so real. And he needed and to get like, that off. Yes. And I was like, why don't we support him? And also not for nothing, any nigga that made it out of the out of the shit that they serve us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when you a nigga that lived in the shit that they served us. You know what I'm saying? And you make it, dog. Any nigga's crazy, bro. It's hard. And it's like you sound like some type of spoiled motherfucker when you try to talk about how hard it is. But it's hard, mm-hmm. bro. Because you're alone. One, you're isolated. All that victims remorse shit that Kendrick talks about. That shit is, I mean, survivor's remorse. That shit is real. But it should be victims because we victims. Mm-hmm. We all victims. But anyway. It is interesting, though, because I feel like, I don't know, since you've been doing press on your special, I don't know. Have they been asking you about, like, Black Lives Matter and whatnot? Mm-hmm. I feel like it was the only thing that was being talked about. And I was like, I feel like white people don't ask other white people about it. I wish they would. But no, they I don't. kept saying. I but was that's like, the point. You should be asking them. About yes. It. Ask them about it. Because it, what's weird and, and ignorant is asking me how I feel when I'm black. How do mm-hmm. I feel about my life mattering? Yeah. Not, it doesn't fine. feel good. It, fine, <laughs> I guess, nigga. I want it to matter. <laughs> the fuck are you asking me? I want it to matter. Like, it's a goofy-ass question. How do I feel about it all? Like, they want me to go, I'm proud, and I think it's progress. Like, what answer do you want? It's whack that nigga still got to do uh-huh. this shit. That's the answer. It sucks, bitch. Next. 
Yeah. You want to be on this podcast that you got about popcorn and get silly or what, motherfucker? Like, what are you, the fuck you trying to do, man? This podcast about popcorn when you get silly. Like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> Leave me alone. Don't try to turn your popcorn platform into some political shit. Wait, Sam, did you go on a popcorn podcast? Nah, I just know there's one. <laughs> I <ain't- laughs> I know that bitch is this. I wish, I wish you had gone on a popcorn <laughs> podcast. But the answer I kept saying is like, they, they were like, do you think people will keep talking about it? And I was like, what are you talking about? Black people been talking about it. Y'all just don't listen and retain. Like, I, I think, I feel like in every black comic special, they talk about how our lives matter or how we are, you know, discriminated against and blah, you know, this, that, and the other, or whatever. But I'm like, how can you watch hours and hours of like black people's content, but like not get it? Cause white people, you about to make me say something crazy. <laughs> say it. White people are so dumb, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I knew that's what you were going to say. They're so fucking dumb. They're the dumbest, like, pretending to be smart group of motherfuckers i ever seen in my life my nigga like in every way in every way they're the dumbest smartest motherfuckers and they don't mm-hmm. even get like that's what people are always making fun of about y'all that <laughs> is the main observation that you are the dumbest smartest idiots we've mm-hmm. ever met that's bugs buddy rabbit season <laughs> bugs buddy elba fud is you dumb smart idiots like cut it out they just it's so goofy it's so goofy it's like what do you mean you are you not living in the world and how do you see all this shit through time and isolate it Mm -hmm. their brains go like oh blackface that's different than police beating people up Mm -hmm. and that's different Mm -hmm. than civil rights and that, and it's like how is this ever you've seen the same nightstick you've seen the same uniform you've seen the same aggression how are these two things separate how do you not see that clearly a group of people have been living a certain mm-hmm. way for a very extended mm-hmm. period of time i just i'm so annoyed by it because it's like just tell me you don't give a fuck yes i would rather people said that like instead of saying all lives matter being like if people just said i don't care i don't care about black lives so that's why I don't like it. I don't care. I would even take, I don't know how to care about this and I'm not going to make room because yes. I have shit like that. There's definitely shit going on in the world. And I'm like, baby, I don't got space. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. It is happening. I'm aware mm-hmm. it's happening, but I don't got room for that. It's also liberating to say out loud that you don't care about something. I mean, this is very, well, very recognizes us as people. Yeah. The major thing that would do was just acknowledge we fucking exist. Mm-hmm. But these goofy troopies, instead of at <laughs> any point just going, you exist, but I'd rather not be bothered. They go, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that is infuriating because you do know what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And now you're disrespecting <laughs> me. And nigga uh-huh. energy, we can't take that. Like, no. So now you just going to disrespect me. Kat said in that thing, he was like... uh, he was like white people waiting for big black scary Negroes to come to their house and rain terror on them. Well, you've been waiting for four hundred years. We're better than that. And I was like, yeah. Like what? Like are you? You're afraid that like if black people move in next door, what are they gonna do to you? Nothing. We haven't like 
we we should be angrier than we are. And like Che has a great joke in his special where he was like, uh, it's like during 9-11, we didn't say all buildings matter. And then he was like, we're not even asking for equality. He was like, gay people ask for equality. We are just asking for you to be civil to us, which I was like, that's that's Bro. in every black comic special we talk about. It's so Bro. it's crazy. And the thing is, like, the bottom line of all this shit that's so crazy to me is how do you not see that the way you've been doing it doesn't work? But mm-hmm. it's the same way these motherfuckers are like, Trump's killing it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me when people say that he's doing a good job. It's the same mind. And what I love about him is he's exposed the root of this country. Mm-hmm. These are the motherfuckers that built this place. These are delusional people from mm-hmm. top to bottom and have always been. My uncle made the greatest point. We were talking about the statues being taken down. And my uncle was like, yo, first of all, they're not, these statues weren't put up during the war. Mm-hmm. He said they're not history, you no. know, which people have now researched. He said, and two, name me a nation that fights to keep statues of treasonous losers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Germany's not littered with statues of fucking Hitler. It's like, you're treason. And it's just statues to terrorize us. They put them up way later to be like, remember? Remember what we can do? And it is treason. But it's like, it's against their whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's regular racist niggas you can celebrate. <laughs> They're still around and shit. And uh-huh. there's motherfuckers. You know, put up a statue of Ronald Reagan. At least he won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least, at least he was the president. Won and he you was the president. Won. Y'all really trying to celebrate like failed gangsters. <laughs> so if you get to do that, then I get to put up a statue of Alpo. You know what I'm saying? And Harlem. <laughs> put up an Alpo statue of Harlem. Real shit. Real quick, Sam, we got to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talked to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho. without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we back. Can I ask you... 
was dating hard for you? Just to like come back to dating. Has, has dating <laughs> ever been hard for you? I feel like you're very charismatic and a real ladies lady. I feel like the only time dating, I mean, dating was hard. Yeah, date is hard, you know? And I feel in both ways. Like when I was dating dudes, it was, I think it was a different level of awkwardness because mm-hmm. I was in the position of being chosen and not choosing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's such a unique thing that I've experienced feeling both truly mm-hmm. in that way of like feeling that really girly, I want him to like me and not notice what's wrong with me mm-hmm. in that way that only a woman really understands what I'm saying. Cause mm-hmm. there's going to be guys who are like, I want to do it. But it's like, it's so different. It's such a, it's a different level of giving your power away in a way. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely gone through that and had some like men had some not, but definitely gone through the awkward and cried and the hurt of not being chosen, you know, mm-hmm. and not being wanted in that way and the way I wanted someone else. And that's from like eighth grade and shit, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like youth shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm realizing I was going through that shit as a youth. There were girls who wouldn't be my friend and I didn't realize so older I was crushing on them too. Mm-hmm. And so I was hurt in the same way, but it's just a dip. Uh, my brain wouldn't let it process that way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also like the world told you that your feelings were hurt because they wouldn't be your friend. Yep. And it was like if we just taught kids that like attraction is a thing. Yep. And it doesn't really matter who you're attracted to. But it's a real thing. But it's a, yeah, it's a real thing, and yeah. you, it's a different feeling of rejection. Then it, and it's different than just when your friends don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. And it was definitely. Uh, girls in my youth elementary that rejected me and I was destroyed. Mm -hmm. I was fucking destroyed. And I was like, (laughs) I care about this way more than I should, but also Mm -hmm. maybe I don't because I don't know where to put this. Mm -hmm. And then when I got older and I stopped messing with dudes and I was dating, and then there was a time where I was just straight macking on dudes. But I think I was transitioning into my gay shit. And so Mm -hmm. I cared less about the stakes. Because mentally, I was moving on, <laughs> uh-huh. even though I didn't realize that something in my spirit was just like, and I was just straight macking on niggas like they was hoes. Like, <laughs> like I was real shit. There's a few dudes I fucked in Atlanta that I pulled, like literally walking out the club, grabbed their arm, like, yo, awesome, crazy shit. That's so, I can't even <laughs> envision it. There was a point where I was just hollering at niggas, feeling my dick before I was really feeling my dick, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> real shit. And then uh, when I started dating women, but it was all over again. The awkwardness came mm-hmm. home because it was new. And I had never tried to approach a woman. I didn't have no game yet. But I would mm-hmm. say the the lady game came to me quicker. I picked that game up mm-hmm. faster. For sure. What's a good way to hit on somebody? I don't know if the world's ever going to go back to normal, but I don't have I don't have game. I'm not very, I usually I'm just like, do you want to hook up? Would you please come to my house? Uh, You want to fuck? No. Which is, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't know how to flirt. Do you want the real answer? Like, cause I'm a grown ass woman. So I'm gonna give you the mama love answer. Or do you want the like cliche answer? No, give me the real answer. The real answer is, it's all about how you value yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's all about your presentation. If you present it, and I feel like there's both ways. As a woman who's tried to pull a woman, as a woman who's dates women. If you throw it to me like it's just there for me, yeah. All right. 
then I might get to it or I might not. Mm-hmm. But if you got value for it, then I'm going to have value for it. And you strike me as a type of person that wants a person that will, like, is a little bit about this shit. Mm-hmm. And not just like a lame motherfucker. Because you could have been with a lame motherfucker. I'm sure lame motherfuckers are throwing themselves at your feet. Oh, so yeah. you're, not, you're not choosing that. You want something else. So it's like, cool. You want that the way to, the, like, it's just all about first. It's corny, but it's like just getting your shit in line. Because it wasn't until I got my shit in line where I'm like, nah, I know what I am. I know who I am. I know what I'm worth. Like, it is mm-hmm. what it is. That I started just walking with that big dick. And it's like, women got a big dick swagger too. Like, feminine energy has that too. It's just different. But that's what attracts motherfuckers top mm-hmm. to bottom. It don't matter what you look like for real. It don't matter none of that shit. When a, when a bitch is bad, a bitch is bad. And it's just undeniable. Mm-hmm. It's some undeniable bad bitch shit. And you like, nah, <laughs> I can't do nothing about that. I see it. It's in there. It's moving. Yeah, I think I think there is something to not giving it up too early and making people work for shit. Because you're not going to get the type of motherfucker you want anyway. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So you're already working against yourself. The motherfucker that's going to come running when you give it up like that, you don't even like. I'm sure you've gotten it that way. Mm-hmm. You still left like, who cares, nigga? So it's like, at, at that point, you might as well just work for what you want. Yeah. My God. I wonder if the world will ever be normal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's dating with a purpose, too, on some corny-ass TDJ shit. But it's real to the <laughs> motherfucker. When you get older, dating with a purpose. Don't, like, it's like, I've never, especially after, like, 28, wasn't a person I approached that I wasn't just like, all right, this is who I am. I'm going to present you the whole thing. Let's figure this out today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's me. If you're not into that, you, you're not intrigued by this, you don't want to keep going, cool. But I'm going I'm to put it all out there because I don't want to. Who got the fucking time? Who got the mm-hmm. fucking time? Yeah, the older I get, the more I have found it to be easy to be like, this is who I am. I'm not like a demure person. I'm very loud. I like to laugh. That's just like how I am. If you're easily embarrassed at a restaurant because I laugh too loudly, like it's not going to fucking work. And a motherfucker who loves you, they move past that shit. Like my girl is loud. And it used to be, like my girl's loud. And it used to be sometimes I'm like, oh my God, she being so loud. But you know what I came to? I was like, that's my fucking girl. Mm-hmm. Who am I to tell my baby how to go out and live? You know what I'm saying? She ain't hurting mm-hmm. nobody. She ain't getting in nobody. way. This who she is. And if you do have a problem with her, I know my girl. She's not coming in here with no ill intentions. So if you're going to act crazy, then we both leaving. Like, fuck you. Because she's not on mm-hmm. no bullshit. She's just not doing it your way. And who the fuck cares? You know what I mean? And it was also like me getting over myself. Like, mm-hmm. you're being corny for feeling that way. What is it about you that you're taking this away when it's not against you? It's just yeah. who she is. <laughs> it's not working against you. Is it you not feeling like you being seen right now? Is it you being... But whatever that is, you need to talk to yourself and not put that on her because she's mm-hmm. just being her most authentic self. And if you love someone, you should want them to be that around you as much as possible. Because I think everybody tucks something. But you should want that as much as you can, can get it. You should want them to be as authentic as they are. What's the 
best part about being in a relationship? I don't feel alone anymore in a real way. I haven't felt home. I haven't felt home. Um, I kill flies for my cat. It's like a love it's like a love thing we got on them. You kill flies and then like feed them to your yeah. cat. And that's how he knows I'm alpha. That's how he knows like I'm dad. Mm. I'm like, I know you was trying to catch this fly, but I did here. I and, lift my dog up to bugs on the wall and he eats them. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? It's just something mm-hmm. to like, I got you. I see your plight too. <laughs> um I just, you know, as a as a person whose parents passed away young and I just spent a lot of time just feeling out here very solo and not feeling mm-hmm. supported in a real way or loved in a real way uh, with my girl is the first time I'm feeling anything near close to that where it's just like, this is true, this is unconditional. Even if we're not together till the end of time, we have we have this. We made mm-hmm. a real thing and like, yeah, I think that shit is like the biggest thing is just not feeling. I really don't feel alone anymore. I think that helps with so much. It helps with how I am, how open I am to people, how open I am to experiences and and ideas, just the way I'm willing to move in the world, less guarded. All of that I have to attribute to my girlfriend. I like that. I also, my parents are dead too, and I have a sister and... I get like a lot of times when I think about why I want to be in a relationship, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to be dicked down. Uh, I want, I'm like so horny. It would be so nice to have somebody. But in like the reality of it, I'm like, oh, I think I just want to be like at home with somebody. Yeah. And I think that like, not that it'll like bring back my parents or whatever, no. but like it would just be nice to have someone who was so invested in my life and loved me the like in again not the same way my parents did but like love is a thing where when you feel it it feels so good yeah when and you know when it's real if you have parents that really loved you you know what that shit feels like for Mm -hmm. real with it i mean that's kind of especially like little black girls that's how we that's how we got made that's how we're here Mm -hmm. was there was two or one devoting parent just going it don't matter baby Mm-hmm. You are the best. You are the cutest. You are the smartest. You are the funniest. Yeah. And you knew they believed that shit. No matter what you did, they saw what you were and what you could be at all times. And like when you lose that shit and you just you just out here open to whatever and mm-hmm. everything's coming at you, that hole is hard to fill. Yeah, it's hard to fill. And the thing is, really, you got to fill it yourself because you can't even attract what you need. And it's such a fucking deep rooted, crazy thing. And it's, you're going to think you fixed it a million times. You're going to be like, oh yeah, we good. And then something will happen and you're like, nope, I'm completely exposed over here. Like I only built the armor for right here. And mm-hmm. this motherfucker got me all in the back. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit. I I wasn't even ready for that side. Like I yes, I feel that on another level where I'm like, I think I fixed or not fixed myself, but I think I got myself to a place where I feel really good. And then something will happen, I'll be like, okay, well, yeah. I guess we gotta work on this other thing. All right, fix that up. Let's get let's start dating again. Oh, but a boy. lot of the shit too is that like you gotta stop moving like that, Nicole. And this is like sister to sister, right? When you are a survivor and if your parents passed in a way, like I don't know what age, but it just sounds like it was something that was super impactful. And it's like when you're a survivor of things, it's our nature to just band-aid things mm-hmm. and move on. You gotta, you have to, for happiness, for quality of life, you have to stop. And it's hard too when you're being successful because you don't want to let the crazy in because it could mm-hmm. take you totally off course. You're like, this shit is so bad that if I really go there, a nigga might stay in the house for a year. Like, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> mentally if I could do both. If I can be this thing and go out here and do the things that are making me successful and somewhat happy and also tackle this crazy shit in my life that is holding me back. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you as a sister, you have to, you have to, and you'll never get to happiness, which is the goal. At the end of the day, with all the shit we doing, with you chasing your career, the way I'm chasing mine, we chasing this shit for happiness. You ain't never going to be happy if you don't go to those things and, and heal them for real. And a lot of those things are deep rooted. They're in your childhood. They're in mm-hmm. the times where the breaks happen and how the breaks were handled and treated. And if you don't go back to that space, let yourself hurt, let yourself cry, let yourself think, let yourself mm-hmm. amends, and you just keep trying to move on, these things will present themselves to you over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Are you in therapy? No. Have you ever been in therapy? I went last year for like two months, three months. And I was like, this lady's stupid. (laughs) Word. I was like, this lady's dumb. I was like, I felt like the whole time I was just wowing the lady. Like she would be like, (laughs) she would be like, and then you survive that? And I was like, this bitch is, this is not a comic book, bitch. This is my life. I got to get out of here. (laughs) That's really funny. Because you speak like you speak like someone who's had a lot of therapy. I just lived. I just seen it. I seen it play out in my life. But if you pay mm-hmm. attention, if you just choose to tap in, you've seen it play out. And you, you know what I mean? I just really watched it. And when I really started to heal those things, I watched my life shift. Mm-hmm. I watched my life truly change. I watched me change. And it was like, oh man, like my mother used to always tell me, there's no shortcuts to life. And I didn't understand it. I used to always, because I would be trying to mm. do little sucker shit, cheat on my homework, like mm-hmm. fill out the back of the, you know, go to the answers when they give the odd. And my mother always said, there's no shortcut to life. There's no shortcut to life. So i like, go back, do it. And mm-hmm. I, and now that I'm an adult, I take that wholeheartedly fully. It's in every aspect. There isn't. You don't get to to move around this shit. It, it, it is what mm-hmm. it is. And it's in your face. And you could pretend but it's gonna keep hitting you, bro. Ain't no, you either deal with it or you don't, but there's no shortcut. There's no, I'll patch this up, but mm-hmm. I won't deal with the real issue. Or I'll I'll fix this part of myself, but not this part of myself. You can't do that. You have to deal with the whole. And you have to just be fearless enough to go there. But you're already fearless enough because you went here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But it took so much to get here, right? Mm-hmm. 
yeah. as a black woman, as a, a a woman who isn't fitting the typical body standard, as a mm-hmm. dark skinned woman, it takes so much to get here that the fear is: Do I even have another shit in the tank? If I open this shit yeah. up, do I even got it? Because I burnt it. I burnt it. And that's the white privilege shit. Like, when we start talking about white privilege, when we really get woke, we really get woke, we mm-hmm. really get in touch with who we are, and that's for gay people too, all that shit. That's what we need to talk from, because that's the only thing they'll fucking understand. Humanity. They're not going to understand what your bills are because they got fucking bills. They're not, that's, no, nigga. This is how this shit made me fucking feel. And this is how this shit derails my fucking life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is real because that's real. You put all your energy into defeating them, their stereotypes, their standards. Mm-hmm. How the fuck you going to have something left to fix yourself? <laughs> I feel that a lot. Like when I go to therapy, sometimes I'll cancel therapy because I'm like, I don't have it in me to talk about me because I just spent, you know, a week. Uh, like I, when I was doing promo for my book, it really took a lot out of me to like, keep talking about black lives matter or like see stuff on social media where you're like, Oh cool. So like another, you know, black person was arrested for a protest or like fucking murdered or whatever. I was like, I don't want to talk about me. I don't want to talk about the actual things in my life that upset me because so much in the world is upsetting me. And then you find out that like, I didn't get this part for like whatever reason. It's just like, it's just so much. And I feel like my life, my feelings, I fully put on the back burner because I'm like, I'll get to it one day after I get to the point in my career where I'm satisfied. But then a lot of times I'm like, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied. Yeah, what does that mean? And I mean, it, I think it means it's bullshit where I'm, <laughs> I like very slowly work on myself because I'm like not overly ambitious, but like truly don't have enough you know like headspace to deal with all of it yo real shit who does i don't even believe in therapy for black people i'm on this new wave that's not real (laughs) it's not how do you how how do you get therapy in the house of your abuser it doesn't make sense if a woman's Mm -hmm. getting beat by a man they don't go go to therapy they go get the fuck out the house Mm -hmm. leave first steps i do get away therapy though Specifically because for me, I got to talk about something a lot until I get it. But we should be talking to each other. Yeah. Because we get it. They get their they get their way. Like, I feel like every black person's been in therapy, heard the tools and been like, I can only use two. Because <laughs> the rest of this shit is goofy. Mm-hmm. That's why Ayana works. That's why Ayana is God of niggas. Cause she's just Who's Ayana? Ayana Vizant. Cause she's like still black as oh, shit. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And be like, okay, but we gonna be that's that's the only black therapy I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> and Oprah likes her, so that's good. That's the only I don't I don't even usually champion things Oprah champions, but that's the only <laughs> black therapy I agree with. You don't like Oprah? I mean, I like Oprah, but sometimes Oprah be Oprah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite's when oprah brings shit in from her garden she's like look what i grew i'm like you didn't grow shit lady you didn't do none of this <laughs> she grew that oprah grew that i believe that no she didn't grow nothing she ain't, she ain't monique monique when monique bring things in from the garden monique grew that grew that but <laughs> i 
Love Oprah Monique. Sprayed, Oprah sprayed them things. Oprah hit them with something. You think? She put a little water on them? Yeah, Monique does workouts in her, I think it's her living room, where there's yep. a painting of her and her husband behind her, and it's very funny. What are you looking at? What's going on in your house? I don't know. I hear music. <laughs> I hear Biggie Smalls. Is your girl playing something? Hey, Google. Stop. <laughs> something we said made them play hypnotize wait you call her Google? Google. that's adorable i like your relationship no that was my google wait what's your google my google home google oh, my google google hey google. i thought you called your girlfriend google no. and i was like that's adorable nah, i love this so I, much I, I don't that must have been wild for you to hear i love your relationship with google yeah i was like what <laughs> Well, Sam, we've come to the end. We did it, Nicole. I usually ask all my guests this. I've only missed it a couple times, but would you date me? Um. <laughs> you know what? No lie. When I first turned out, I was just, I was like, I'm trying to just see what all the ladies is about. You are cool enough that I would have been down. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, I don't know. Let me just go see what she about. I love that. Sam, do you have anything you want to promote? Nope. Yes, you do. You're special. I mean, oh, yeah, I have a special out. <laughs> it's called Three in the Morning. It's on Netflix. <laughs> you can watch it. She also writes for SNL, so you can watch that too. Give her some residues. Um, yeah, you- <laughs> hit me with, I'll promote that. Hit me with um, network yes. TV residues. Yes, it's good. It's good when you get those little envelopes. You say, ooh, it's a good day. Or it's a day where it's a penny, and then you're like, what the fuck? I just open them and I go, reparations. And I, I dance. <laughs> so do I. Um, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can subscribe, you can rate it on iTunes. And if you write me something dirty hitting on me or just something dirty in general, I will read it. This person tweeted at me, Nicole Byer, you should make an OnlyFans page. I know there's got to be more guys like me that want to see your beautiful body naked. He tweeted that at 5 a.m. He's a creep. I like him. 5 a.m. just thinking about naked fat bodies. That's my friend. I just feel like he could have been like, Nicole, you should take me on a date. (laughs) He's like, Nicole, you should bust that pussy wide open. (laughs) And then monetize that shit on OnlyFans. I'm sure there's a lot of men who want to see that pussy busted (laughs) wide open. Bust that shit. Bust that wet ass pussy open. I don't think you doubt that. I don't think you're like, will people look if I bust it open? I think you're sure people will look. I'm sure people would look. I just don't think it's in me. That's what I'm saying. You don't want to do that. He just, he just, come on. I don't like him. No, he's rude. All right. Well, that's it. Bye bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.